0: One of the things that I love to discuss is uh, you know, the future. You know, we always talk about predictions. We talk about uh, tendencies and predilections and uh, you know, all those things, patterns no, that we see. That, no, we don't. No, we, we don't? We, all right. We
1: simply see what's going to happen before it happens and accurately tell all of you out there what's going to happen before it's happened with a 100% clarity, except what happens always happens before we predict. That's all.
0: Thank you for listening to the Brucklery Podcast. We know that you have a choice in podcasts. And uh, <laughs> anyway, no, all right, fine. No, but we, we do love to talk about it because we see patterns, we see directions of, of the culture, for one thing, and then, of course, politics as it relates to that culture and of, of world events as well. So, look, one of the big things that's a story right now, but it will continue being a story until we deal with it, is... The caravan, the so-called caravan of Honduran, El Salvadoran, and uh, Guatemalan uh, immigrants, migrants who would uh, come over through the Mexico country, the entire country, and then of course uh, seek to, uh, you know, ram right through the American border. And there, there are so many issues of this, right? One of the things, I guess we'll talk, we'll, we'll pack it, unpack it like this. One is what they really want to do, okay? And then secondly. Uh, the impact that this will have on the election uh, In the midterms and otherwise and even beyond the election because this will be heard many weeks after the election and many months after the election What it means generally speaking uh, regarding the Democratic Party so uh, the, the first thing is first, you know, what are they actually intending to do? This is the uh, You know an easy answer on this. It's it They they claim that they want to seek political asylum Ari but they 're not going to go out there and now demand political asylum and, and somehow look for some sort of FBI agent or INS agent to say, "I seek political asylum for my grievances and my harms, you know having you know paraded right through and ran right, right, right through this country no, they 're not going to do that while burning American flags right of course. No, no, we're, we're, no, that's another, that's another story, okay. hold on, hold on, no, 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 I'm not saying that they're going to burn American flags, but I am saying that they're not interested in political asylum, what they are interested in is just being in the country illegally and being under the radar. It's a hell of a lot better to be here as an illegal than to be a resident of their own countries. So I understand the calculus that they make, Right. No problem. What's the worst that can happen? It's not as if if they're they're caught as an illegal alien that they're going to be executed or something. They're not even going to be sent to prison. They're just going to be deported. That's the worst that can happen. So that's not much of a threat, right? Uh, Now, the political asylum argument, that is a total red herring um, designed to deflect from the issues. What's really going on, of course, is the Democratic Party. Wants to uh, bring in these these would be Democrat votes. That's that's all it's about. At the end of the day, um, they can't seem to win votes in America. So let's get Democrats from outside. We import our votes. That's it. That's that's all that's going on, folks. I mean, they're
1: <laughs> for free trade.
0: <laughs> that's a good point. Open borders. Yes, there you go. That's the kind of open borders they're for. Uh, no, seriously, that's the only reason why they're doing it. it Had it been the reverse, if they knew that the 90% of these migrants are going to vote Republican They, they would be all for border control After all, we need to protect the sovereignty Oh yeah, they'd
1: build that wall yes. for good union jobs <laughs> Exactly,
0: right? protect ourselves, yes <laughs> right. We built the wall, it's got the union label, right? <laughs> right, exactly Anyway, the funny thing is that un- unlike their best uh, wishes Is that the Hispanic vote doesn't necessarily vote uh, in the as large numbers, let's say, as the black vote for the Democrat Party. So that's another story altogether. But political asylum, you've got to be kidding me. Uh, you know, political asylum, people just have no idea what that means. They hear this word, politi- this phrase, political asylum, and think, okay, well, that's, you know, they, they, there they go. Like, but folks, it's in the the phrase itself, political asylum. That means that you are. Uh, you're allowed to get asylum in this country based upon your political viewpoint. If you decide, if you are, let's say, fighting the Iranian regime and you seek the end of the Iranian regime, you might be entitled to political asylum because you are going against the regime's politics. That's that's how it works. Another reason why you might enjoy political asylum. And this is not in the name, of the phrase political asylum, is if you are being discriminated against on the grounds of religion. Okay? That is another reason. And I think there's a third reason. I always forget it, but that's not the point right now. None of them apply. Okay, and
1: you mean political asylum isn't wanting free jobs, free health care, free education, and citizenship right. for, for the children? You're gonna well once your
0: own country. You heard it here first <laughs> on the Brock Lurie podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. Just wanted to <laughs> clarify that. Yes, yes. With the, you know, with attorney Brock Lurie <laughs> right. who passed the bar in California. Right. <laughs> right. CNN <laughs> <laughs> alert. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they are not here for real political asylum. Anyway. You get so. So this is this is what this is what's really going on, folks. Of course, they you know they just want to come in. I don't blame them. Uh, I also don't blame them in the sense that they you know that they're kind of coming together as a caravan because that is the most likely, um, most most effective way to get as many people into the country as possible. Uh, they know that there will be a lot of TV cameras rolling at the time that they actually reach the uh, U.S.-Mexico border, and it'll be shameful for the Trump administration. No matter what happens, no matter what they do, no matter how well they, they treat these migrants, uh, they are nevertheless going to be accused of all sorts of racism, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Atrocity. Yes,
0: yeah. yes, Atrocity. of course. And they'll separate the children, and you'll see—it's—it's it's all a big game. But yeah, and, and then they'll make some sort of some sort of accommodation. Where some of them can come in and they'll be considered for political asylum and all that stuff. Okay. And, and then, of course, the migrants went. The only way it's going to um, be effective to stop this from happening again is if they literally refuse entry to a single person coming in from that caravan and do everything they can to stop it. Okay. And just have them wait on the outside of the Mex- on the Mexico side of the border and just say, you're not coming in. Period. You can't do this. It's not, you're so brazen about it. We're not going to say, we'll, we'll let 10% of you in, 5% of you, or even 10 of you in, because it only sends a signal, well, gosh, you know, if we're 7,000, know, then I have, uh, what, 0.1% uh, chance of getting in or so. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll take that risk, because, you know, things are so crappy in my, my home country. That's... That's not a good calculation on the part of uh, the Guatemalans and Hondurans and someone like that, but that's that's what they're going to be calculating. Um, desperate people do desperate things. And the Americans, uh, the Trump administration, if they were to, to uh, pursue uh, an approach like this um, <clears throat> and allow any any amount of them, it would be a very big mistake. You would expect caravan after caravan after caravan, and they would just get bigger every time. So. Um, what I, in a way, what I like about this uh, this whole story is it only goes to show how much we need to keep the border safe and strong, right? I mean, because everyone listening to this, even, even liberals, not leftists, but liberals will understand at some point, hey, you know what, that, that's not good. That will not be a good pattern at the end of the day. What if you had 100,000 people instead of 7,000 people? Is there some number that you as a liberal— Again, not as a leftist, because leftists, you, you you care about the destruction of the country altogether, so that's another story. But if you as a, let's say, you know, left-leaning, moderate, but generally vote Democrat sort of person, you're a liberal, you consider yourself a liberal, at what number would you say that is a dangerous number? I mean, really, I just want to know the number. Uh, is it, is it 100,000 that you would say that, that would cause you alarm? Is it a million, you know, that, that would cause you alarm? Who knows? Okay. Clearly, if, if there were 50 million, if all of Mexico somehow, uh, 50 million or 100 million people come to the border and demand to be let in at some point, and you would just see a stream of people coming in, you would say that is cause for alarm because that would truly impact the entire infrastructure of America. So what number is, uh, you know, too much for you? Okay, I I think, you know, even 10 is too much, uh, you know, because I think... A, a, Illegal is illegal, and you shouldn't be coming in here at any time. But we're talking about a caravan that... is estimated somewhere between six and 10,000 It'll probably be 10,000 by the time they well, reach Well, it's
1: report 14,000 as of this morning well, well, So it's okay. doubled in size from yesterday Yeah, whatever Something's right? going on here Yeah, yeah. so
0: uh, And we can talk all day long about who's supporting it But I, I, that's not the can, issue Can
1: I ask you a quick well, question about numbers, though? Because yeah Because I think this is something that we hear from the Democrats all the time When presented with the something like You know there's either 11 or 22 or 33 yes. million illegals here Is that not a problem? Many times I've heard the response, well, that's just too many to deport. Right. So when you present at what number is large enough for you to be concerned, so often the size of the larger number, i.e. greater concern, is usually a better argument for inaction by the wrongest.
0: Right. Okay. I know you say wrongest. He means leftists. I get it. But nevertheless... um, you know, yes, again, it allows them from inaction, but we're, we're derailing. I mean, I, I want to get back to where we are. All right. So at, at, at what number is, is the question? And they, the, so they'll come over. And then, we, you know, we, we wonder why things are going so badly. It's, uh, you know, it, it only begs the question about, um, about the border safety and the border porousness and everything else. So the, the question then becomes, because we are not here for political asylum, we know that. They're here for purposes of sneaking into the countries and then kind of, what's the word I'm looking for, um, diffusing themselves into the society and just kind of, uh, you know, evaporating into society. And we will never see them. Blending mo- in. Blending in. That's what I want. Thank you. In. Yeah, they're blending into society. Um, and, and you know, it's not good. The, the uh, An illegal immigrant is three times as likely to commit a violent crime, whether rape or murder, and I think even far more than that for just theft. And that's That's bad. Okay? And, and it affects us all. And the fact that you can't see it and it doesn't happen to you on a day-to-day level doesn't mean that you shouldn't be concerned about it. It's literally like saying, "Well, I don't care about litter, right?" Um, you, you, you claim to care about litter all the time, but uh, but it's the same thing. You 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 have to care at some point about what's what's happening to your society, even if it doesn't impact you directly. All right. Now, uh, the bigger question now is. How does this impact the Democrats? It, will it help them or hurt them? The answer to me is a very clear, resounding, it will not help them. If anything, it will just shake the American populace into voting conservative even more. As, which is, I, I think that, that's not a big prediction at all. Right, that's, that's kind of obvious, I think
1: well, right? if, if, well, if border security is the biggest issue You would think that would be the wrong issue to agitate right. the people who disagree with you about
0: I agree, Right, I agree And, and so I, it's interesting because I know that George Soros is behind this a lot, And a lot of Democrats are behind this Democrat money is behind this and they're encouraging it And if, if they're not encouraging it, then a lot of Democrats are certainly not saying anything about it Condemning the arrival of the caravan and, and agreeing with Trump that that they need to be stopped at the border and they should be uh, processed only in a, in a legal way and and they should sorry they should only be coming in in a legal way and and not uh, the illegal way that they're doing it, uh, but you don't hear anything from the Democrats not not from any notable Democrat at least whether that's Chuck Schumer or Hillary Clinton or Obama or or any of those people, so that's that's one thing. The impact of this to me is so. Easy to, to to say, and it just, I guess, Arya, what I'm saying is, I'm befuddled. Befuddled, I say. The word of the day is befuddled. Anyway, I, I just I don't understand why is it that the Democrats have decided to do this? What only now we're literally two weeks away from the election, and this caravan has come, uh, you know, come together. I guess two weeks ago, more or less.
1: Spontaneously. Spon- yes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah.
0: Yes. Right. But, but assuming that that it wasn't. Spontaneous And I think it was not spontaneous Um, Why would they do it so close to the This very important election Because it's clearly, you know, bad for them So, you know, in a sense I'm happy about this caravan story Happening as it is But they're going to be arriving at the border Way before, I mean, just Just in time, as it were On Uh, election day Yeah, on on time for Christmas, as it were You know, like, like I mean, they couldn't have planned it better So the question is why would somebody vote Democrat when they see this and they know that Democrats are all for letting uh, as many uh, illegals in? I just don't see the, the the percentage in this. Do you? Yeah, I do. Okay, well tell me. Okay,
1: well <laughs> this this is already talking. So remember, these are not official baroculary positions. In fact. He most likely I be resents already? and condemns me for having those opinions. But what, the way I look at it, clearly this is what the Democrats have calculated on. They know this is Trump and the Republicans' strongest issue. And it's a desperate issue for them. They desperately need to change the entire calculus on this issue. And what looks like to me is the obvious answer is the following. These people are going to arrive— Uh, Just before the actual people vote in election, probably Sunday or Monday, just in time for the news cycle until election week on Tuesday. What they're counting on is that Trump will put the military at the border and some woman with children, uh, from their perspective, will hopefully be shot dead live on TV, which will outrage the country and get everyone to turn on Trump and the immigration issue. So you're saying they're going to go
0: full Palestinian?
1: Yes. Okay. Absolutely. And uh, exactly. Exactly. That's the calculation because they, there are there are two things that are kind of working against the Democrats issue-wise right now that are devastating. One is the jobs versus no- a mobs narrative, the the violent mob thing, and we're seeing stories in the last few hours on as of the recording of this that aren't worthy of discussing now because they're not fully formed. You'll hear about them on your Sunday show, I'm sure, and next week's podcast as we see this stuff play out. But the Democrats are clearly attempting to spread the blame of the violent mob narrative and meme around so that they're not pinned with that. Second of all, the immigration issue so resonates with so many people of all parties it's almost like the, the one reason people vote in many ways, and it's the reason Trump got elected, because finally this guy talks clearly about this issue. And in order to change that calculus, they are so desperate, they're willing to risk massive electoral failure to get one New York Times cover photo of a bloody woman with a bullet in her head bleeding to death from a gunshot from an American soldier because of Donald Trump, so that... Hopefully so many people it. wake okay. up and... yeah. No, Okay, so I, I understand. Which it, is, by the way, a horrible thing to do to innocent people who course, are coming to it, America for a better life. This goes without but saying. But that's the only logical conclusion I can see.
0: All right. So, uh, yeah, look, I, I think that um, it, it's, it's a great diversion. It creates uh, discussion regarding, uh, you know, the plight of, uh, these other countries and that we ought to let them in and so forth. And what kind of country are we are? I look, I agree with you. It's a desperate play, no matter what it is. If, if the play is that they're doing it for the purpose of creating a conflict such that a, uh, a young woman with a young baby are killed, um, you know, a la Charlottesville, for example. They want to create another Charlottesville.
1: Yeah, or Aldora, the Aldora, you know, whatever. 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 Yes. Uh,
0: then it's despicable beyond belief. Um, if that's their actual hope to do it, um, then, then they're monsters. Okay. So, uh, and God, God help them if uh, any sort of memo uh, is revealed where that, that is ex- exactly their plan. So, um, and, you know, the truth always comes out anyway. But here's what the actual impact will be because, first of all, remember that this is a slow-moving train. I mean, literally, it's a slow-moving train in a sense, right? It's coming, you know, not like a hurricane that, you know, you can wait, you know, it's coming at 25 or 50 miles an hour into the North Carolina coast or something. This is a very slow-moving train that you know more or less when it's going to arrive, and they have plenty of time to plan for this. And don't think for a moment that the Trump administration is not dealing with this and not thinking exactly of the calculus that you and I are discussing right now. I think the the best answer, and this is just tactical, and I and I'm good at tactics, by the way. I mean, I understand chess very well, and I have to do this for a living as a lawyer. Uh, tactics are very important, and one of the things we said, for example, when we were defeat when I proposed the defeat of ISIS. Um, is to and this was an easy tactic is simply to encircle them. We we knew exactly where they were, and then slowly squeeze the noose, as it were, uh, tighten the noose against ISIS, and that's exactly what we did, and uh, we won. Okay, within six months of Trump's presidency. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that was easy. That, yeah, exactly. Like the staples button, right? That hey, that's, was easy. Next <laughs> issue. Right. The, the, the staples button. That was easy. <laughs> that's all I have to do. Kind of like that dog sketch you showed me. Yes, exactly. Oh, oh, what's not to love? What's not to love? <laughs> anyway, so that so that's tactics, and you employ the right tactics, and hopefully you achieve your goal. A uh, strategy is what you know determining what your goal is, right? So if if the tactic here is to prevent. This caravan from coming into America And for that matter Sending a signal to feature Would-be caravans to come into this country Well then, what should you do? If you're Donald Trump There is one clear answer You need to send in the American troops On the southern side of the Mexican border Whether that's half a mile in Or one mile in And hopefully with the assistance Of the Mexican government uh, Just, you know, say You ain't coming through
1: Yeah, well I like to call that And I completely agree with you But I have a different word for it I think it's called You invade Mexico And if it's a lawless land That's refusing to cooperate With its ally to the north Well, you've got a bad government there That is acting against our interest, And is thus I believe the word is enemy You invade a section of Mexico And you de facto Move our border south Several clicks And you head them off there Yeah, And and by the way, uh, based on the scenario I said earlier, if that happens, oh, I'm in full support of it. I think that the idea of using American troops to defend our border, no matter how much blood is shed to protect us from this kind of truly invasion, I think that would go over great with the voters, especially the Trump voters who go, oh, my God. Another promise. <laughs> Another promise, <laughs> right? kept.
0: promise kept. He built a wall at right. a
1: bullets. Man,
0: <laughs> right. he's okay. good. All right. So uh, I don't think they, they need a war or declare a, you know some sort of invasion by their refusal to cooperate. By the way, I think they will cooperate, the Mexican government. Uh, don't forget that we've recently reached a new trade deal with Mexico. And I think that was part of the discussion. So I, I think there's going to be a lot of connection with this. And if they didn't discuss it during the trade negotiations... They're discussing it right now, believe me, believe you me, all right? And I'm very confident that Trump will be saying, listen, uh, I want to station my troops on the southern side of the border so that there's no issue here. There's no processing. They don't get to step one foot into American soil and thereby be entitled to political sound considerations. Um, It's going to be effective. You'll see. He's not doing nothing. He's not just going to be passively waiting for them to say, oh, and then, okay, let's figure out what to do. It's not going to be like that. Guaranteed.
1: Yeah. Trump isn't going to, the Democrats aren't going to rub a magic lamp and <laughs> magically turn Trump into Jeb Bush. Yes. You know? Oh, yeah, they well, wish. Well, you know, I'm excited. We have to be nice to them. Kind of compassionate. Well, it's very no, funny. It's, it's, Trump.
0: It's, it's funny that you mentioned that because, uh, and, and this is going to be the latter half of our, uh, of our podcast, is about what. Uh, past presidents and hopefully future presidents Can learn from Trump but So keep that in mind, file that away We're going to be talking about that It's a lot of fun to talk about this this one issue Alright Now, uh, we talked about the uh, What they really wanted to said
1: that. I just got so excited yeah, that's <laughs> I'm right. picturing this kind of politics For the next hundred years I know, it's going to be great <laughs>
0: So <laughs> All right, so we talked about what the uh, caravan really wants to do, what's really un- undergird, uh, undergirding this. Uh, we're talking, we also talked a lot about the, the politics in terms of what does this mean in terms of how this will influence the election. Now, there's a third thing I want to talk about this caravan. What does this all mean in terms of what the right culture is, what the right way to govern is throughout our world all right. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean, I mean that <clears throat> when I was ten years old, maybe when you were around the same age, Ari. You know, I, I I went to different countries with my parents, and I remember in one every country seemed poorer. It didn't. Not, it didn't seem to have its uh, so-called s together, right? Compared to America, and I also knew that everyone seemed to want to come to America, but that's another story, and we'll get to that too. But I always wondered. Why it was so. And I remember talking about the country to these uh, natives in their respective country, whether it was Mexico or even Europe, I recall. And they say, you know, it's not the same way here in Italy. You know, we have, it's a big mess for us. We have to kind of get things done. Things don't get done as quickly as they do in America. Uh, America is really where it's at. Okay. America's, and they say, oh, America's great. All right. And that's why so many people want to come to America. They, they, and I, I remember that. And I thought to myself, well, you know what? This is a 10-year-old speaking. Everyone should be just like America, right? You just adopt our way of life, meaning the Constitution and our government structure and our sense of rule of law, and uh, you'll be good. Everyone's good, okay? You you just take our Constitution, of course, translate it to your respective country. uh, You know, take out the things regarding slavery because it's no longer applicable but nevertheless, uh, more or less, it's exactly the same thing. And, uh, and then create a uh, tri-part government, legislative, executive, and judicial, just like we have. Make sure you enforce the laws by way of a court system. And uh, presto pronto, you will find that your country is in good shape and people will want to stay there and be excited about it and you can eat your own you can eat your croissant if you're in France and you can eat your macchiatos if you're in uh, in Italy and and uh, and you can have your uh, pork and whatever and and beer in Germany okay you know no one's saying that you you have to have the exact same cultures we have but just adopt our system and you'll be good right to which when I said this to people when I was 10 years old it was a naive young man a young boy actually I You know, people said, well, that's really, they look at me like knowingly and, you know, smugly saying, oh, what a silly little thing that's so culture centric, that's so um, unappreciative of the fact that their different cultures have different ways of doing things, Barak, and uh, you'll see that sort of attitude. And now I look back and I think, well, wait a minute, if that's the case, then how come everyone seems to be wanting to come here?
1: Why, they, are the, why are their countries still crap after that's all this right. time? Well, that's another right.
0: question. Well, well, their country, uh, that's not my question. I'm saying right. they're all coming here. They clearly want this. us to export. No, no. They want to come here right. beca- precisely because of our Constitution and our rule of law and our whole system and our whole way of life. Okay? That's what they want. Right. So we're simply saying, hey, we'll give it to you. Just take it. Right. Your you're, point, is, I think, is so strong is you're
1: saying – Human nature basically wants this kind of freedom and liberty. Yeah. You're making the point, well, why does it have to have a geographical, continental restriction? Well, it only works on planet America here. Right. You're saying, no. No. It'll work anywhere gravity anywhere. is the same as on planet <laughs> exactly. Earth. Exactly. Right. You know, where there's oxygen, water. it'll work. Right. Where, where there's gravity, right. it'll the work. The necessities are this gravity, <laughs> this water content, that gaseous right. content,
0: and, oh, and if humans are there, you know right. that's that's
1: good. And it even works on the moon with right. some
0: life support uh, <laughs> equipment, right? That's true.
1: That, that flag's up there.
0: Okay. So the point is, you know, they they want to export their people. I say we export. Our government system. Yes. How about that? Th- then everyone will be true. Tw- won't that be the best result? Yeah. W- w- won't, you know, and, and when we suggest the very horrendous notion of exporting our way of life to another country, say, for example, Vietnam, say, for example, Afghanistan or Iraq and so forth, well, they're all Twitter about that, how, how racist and how culture-centric that is. But, but they're okay with people coming here. To, right. to our and meanwhile,
1: country. they're more than happy to assimilate the even stronger things about us. Blue jeans, hip hop
0: music, yes, good point. fashion, good point. or iPods, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. That they they, they they want to absorb everything that we are. So I say, well, let's let's give it to them. Yeah.
1: Okay, and, but, but, and you're not saying, and this is an important point, you're not saying that they get to vote in elections that are uh, pending here. You're saying if if it's in Italy, set up a tri stool. Italian version of, course, of this uh, constitution, no, I, so they vote for the Italian president there, not one-world government stuff. Oh, Just of course, course
0: not. No, no, no. I'm, I, no. I'm saying that we should do exactly what we did with Japan. Yeah. Do exactly what we did with Germany at the end of World War II. Of course, I'm talking about where we said, hey, you know, you should have this government. Now, I, I I'd rather them adopt it by on their own, but if you're Italian and you don't like your government system, well, then you only have your government to blame. Okay? Don't blame America for not letting more Italians into America. Don't blame, uh, if you're Mexican, don't blame America for not letting more Mexicans into America as if somehow it's America's fault or obligation to let people in. Why not turn to your own country, your own friggin' country, and say, <clears throat> why don't you get your crap together, Mexico government? Why don't you get your crap together, uh, Honduran government? And, and have a system like those Americans do. Because if we do, surprise, surprise, we will have the benefits and the glories and the freedoms and the opportunities that those Americans to our north uh, have. Okay, do it. Yeah, that's the, that's the basic system. So, uh, and all I'm saying is this caravan proves my point here. Absolutely, they, they want it. Okay, they are craving it. And the discussion, and, and again, it's the discussion we are having, not the con- the conversation we should be having. Yes, is one of our favorite podcasts. You and my, you and me combined. Uh, it's. You know, the, the conversation we're having is how many should we let in? Is it right for us to let us in? You know, you know what kind of border control? What kind of country do we want to be? You know, um, they should benefit. You know, and at the same time, we're the worst country in the world for some reason.
1: Yeah, okay? we're the most racist. Right. And then why are they fighting to come up here so they can get, get in and go to a concentration camp? Yeah, exactly. What, oh, I love what that. do they fight for? Yeah, that's
0: and, another story. Yeah. So, 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 and we're saying the conversation we should be having is how do we get these people? to be incentivized to not have a caravan, to not risk the, the lives of their children and their women and otherwise being raped and molested and all those terrible things that happen on these caravans, um, and, and to, to have to leave everything they ever knew behind, well, how can we incentivize them to make sure that they adopt our way of life? And look, the good news is there are more democracies in the world than ever were ever since World War II, but we, we need more we need more liberty, more freedom, and more of the American way of life. And, I, and, and I'm and i saying, I was right as a 10-year-old yes, kid. Yes, you were.
1: You were absolutely yeah. right, and they were absolutely wrong. Right. And there's actually definitive proof you were right that it has nothing to do with culture. ethnically, Ethically, ethically I, and culturally. The caravan is my uh, proof. Well, that's one of your proof. There's an even stronger piece of proof out there. Three different nation states— Some derivative, but nation-states, I'm going to mention, that all have the exact same ethnic people. Taiwan, Hong Kong, People's Republic of China. All three are Chinese. They're the same ethnically Chinese, with derivations of Mandarin, Cantonese, and some other forms of Chinese, but they're all Chinese, right? Why are the economies and prosperity levels of those three places, one a territory, one a nation, the other a communist nation, so vastly different? Right. Hmm. Um, oh, the must is, be the freedom of one Versus the tyranny of the other
0: Nah you're wrong it's, it's the food oh, <laughs> Don't oh. you know the difference Between oh. Taiwanese food and northern Chinese food yeah, Ari I can't believe you don't know These basic cultural differences That's the distinction you are a very shallow man sir uh, no, I, of course I agree with you. Right. Uh, likewise, North Korea and South Korea—they're the same people, same language, yeah. same culture—and one is despotic and one is uh, thriving.
1: Right. Or so. the ethnic Chinese living in Malaysia and yes. Singapore—it's yes. like why are they thriving here, and then there's pockets of China that are so poor, so backwards. Of course. Hmm. Must be the economic liberty. It's not. A- and again, your argument is so powerful because you're arguing that even a place like Hong Kong, Taiwan, or Singapore that aren't as free as America. Would be even better if they had a constitutional yes. protections, and not you know their politburos or councils on high or whatever.
0: Even with the uh, economic freedom, they still have social freedom that would right. benefit well, them. Well, the point is that systems of government matter, right? Just like anything, uh, like values matter, but systems of government matter. And you can have, I mean, I remember Milton Friedman uh, talking about Hong Kong. He was in Hong Kong. And he said, why is it that this, this little island is doing so well? And he, sa- he said exactly the same thing that you did. And yet uh, it's Chinese, uh, you know, um, a neighbor to the north. Uh, you know, same exact culture and everything else is in such despotic ruin. Uh, the, the answer is the system of government. Yeah. It's because it, it's open markets and it allows capitalism to thrive.
1: Yeah, okay? and, and when you take Chinese from Hong Kong... Taiwan and mainland China, bring them here to the UCLA campus, the students by and large do exactly the same here in America, where yeah. they have freedom. In other words, in in that, it's such a, I think it's such a wonderful test case culture in which you don't have the cultural argument. You can't say, like you said about the Italian example, well, we're Italians, we don't do that here. Or we're, we're English, we have the monarchy, we don't do that here. Right. The Chinese have nothing in common with America ethically right. and racially. All they have is the drive and how they live in, in China. But you bring them here, they thrive equally from all yeah, three yeah. of the diverse Chinas. Yeah. Look,
0: the point is that the caravan, and not just the caravan, but all the, the fact that every country seems to want to come, people from every country want to come to America. And the reason why is they like the American system. They like our system of government. They like the way it's all set up. Okay, great. You like it. You prove it to us time and time again by sending your people from every single friggin' country uh, to America. And they are so honored to be American citizens. Uh, and they know it. Every country. And, uh, you know, in, from, even from uh, well-industrialized nations like Japan. And you know what? Okay, fine. Then if you like it so much, then set up your system exactly the same way. And maybe that way you'll be able to retain your citizens, for one thing. You won't have a brain drain uh, that, that rushes to America. And secondly, uh, you know, you'll, you'll have happy, happy citizenry. I mean, isn't that the goal? And, and if you are this way, then you'll m- maintain power. I mean, look, for example, Chile. Chile's a very good example of what I'm talking about. Chile used That's to be— That's a perfect example. Yeah, Chile used to be run by, uh, you know, horrible dictators. Yeah, The, last, the last one yes. being Pinochet. And uh, he was a vicious animal, and he did horrific things. And then, thankfully, uh, they were able to uh, overthrow him and install a very American-style democracy with him. Guess what? Chile is one of the most thriving nations in the world. It is first world all the way at this point. Uh, you don't see a lot of people from Chile saying, "Oh, you know, I gotta get out of Chile. I gotta get out of Chile." Right? I, I can't wait to be an American now citizen. You have
1: people trying to break in by
0: <laughs> exactly. real, uh, yes. real estate. Then. It's oh, a very, it's, uh, sta- very stable, stable uh, yeah. country. Exactly. And so it's a good example. Uh, you know, it's it's not Argentina by any stretch. It's certainly not Venezuela by any stretch. It's Chile. Chile is an awesome country, and you you know people. Uh, I, I should call them Democrats. Democrats just never want to ask what makes a country like Chile different than a country. Like Venezuela, right? It's not the natural resources Oh, they take the answer It's not the culture It's not the language It's not, you know, X, Y, or Z Hmm, I wonder what it could be Could it be hmm, your system of government, right? Could it be? And it always is Yeah, isn't it an
1: incredible example that you just brought up? When you compare especially Venezuela to Chile Chile has a little bit of oil offshore, I'm sure a little right. bit Not Venezuela is like Saudi Arabia of oil, right? Okay, richest natural resource in the Western Hemisphere, a wash in oil, and the place is a moribund, wretched pile of crap, right? Because of what the government has done there since 1998. Before 1998, it was it was like Chile, it right. was it was totally free, and lo- one socialist takes over, and 20 years later, it's a crap hole, right? Chile. Privatizes social security Installs some freedom Puts in some (laughs) A little bit of rule law Remember it's still a South American You know Dubious place That could have a revolution But what Chile did That's so amazing Is when they had their overthrow Of the um, The kind of Capitalist dictatorship And what I mean by that Is they weren't a communist dictatorship Right Unlike Venezuela Unlike Argentina Unlike these other places They didn't go communist Right and right. amazingly, it brought stability. Hmm. I wonder how. I wonder why. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. So, um, uh, look, if if you are, if you believed that somehow um, whites are superior, you would call that person a racist, right? If you believed that uh, you know Judaism is inferior, you would call that person an anti-Semite, right? Likewise, if you believed uh, that uh, women are inferior, you would call that person misogynist, right? But I will tell you very proudly, I am. Get ready for this. Get ready for your. I'm
1: sitting down. Your your very seatbelt fastened.
0: uh, I'm going to say something very alarming, and it's going to be shocking. I am an Americanist. That's right.
1: Okay, no. trigger warning. Say trigger again. warning. Say I again. am
0: an Americanist. I think that American, the American system is better than all of you guys. I think we are superior. How about that? Uh, I'm an Americanist bastard. That's what I am. Yeah. Okay? And you don't like it? You know, you don't have to come here. How about that? But it, apparently you do like it. And you come here in the millions, in the droves. And guess what? When you do it legally, we welcome you. Because, because when you do come in, like my nanny, she just became a an American yesterday. She was sworn in, and she's so proud. When she comes in, she she loves America too. She's an Americanist, just like I am. And we and all is should she
1: be. She gonna vote for Trump?
0: <clears throat> well, she's she's a Jehovah's Witness. She's not. She doesn't vote regardless. So
1: fantastic! <laughs> I'm totally into that.
0: <laughs> if you're gonna vote wrong, don't vote. Don't vote at all. Yeah. No, no. She's. I, I think she, she actually liked Trump, and because they had when they in the swearing-in ceremony, they played a video. Of whoever the presiding president yes. is, and of course it's Trump now And she said that video that Trump uh, said was so delightful, so interesting, and made her so proud And um, and he said, you are part of the American story now And we welcome you, and you did it legally And this is a wonderful thing, and we welcome you with open arms And it's exactly what I had said to her as well And she said, that's what, in the video, what Trump says too And, and she was so proud of it so I, 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 walk, I, welcomed her this morning. I said, uh, "Welcome, my American friend." You know, and it, it was just—it was delightful. You would do the same thing, of course. But she's an Americanist. Yeah, that's right. And damn I'm an Americanist, straight. damn yeah. straight. And and you know what? I think everyone is. That's my point. These people in the caravan are Americanists because they think that the American way of life is a better way of life. And you know what? They're right. It is a better way of life. And if you don't—if you don't like that, that's fine. If you don't believe it, fine. There are other great countries, by the way, that that would be very similar to what America is doing. I think Switzerland's awesome. I think Chile's awesome. I think Israel's awesome.
1: Yeah, Hong right? Kong, Ireland. Hon- well, Hong
0: Kong Singapore. is is losing its way. They have now. their issues, uh-huh. but they're so better than <laughs> others. It's, it's it's being absorbed into China. But the point is, uh, there, there are you know pockets <laughs> of great countries out there. There are other pockets of countries that are yes democracies, but they're not going anywhere, like France, like Italy you know, like Germany. Okay, they're just not doing anything. Yeah, and then um,
1: there's the Eastern European countries that yeah. are figuring it out the right way. Right. And they're so going to be
0: powerhouses in 20 years. At, at, at some point, they will be powerhouses, and will and everyone will say, let's speak Romanian, because there's so many Romanians coming to this country, and 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 likewise, we're investing in Romania. Okay, so my point, my point, and it's a very important point, this this caravan is, is emblematic. It's not the first time it's proving the point, but it's it's proving it in a... Powerful, naked, blazing way It's its screaming at you We prefer America We we, leave, we reject our, our home countries You see, that's the way I see it And I think a lot of Americans will see it The way a lot of uh, leftists will see it A lot of Democrats will see it This is an opportunity to now stick it to Trump Like you said, perhaps in a Palestinian way A Palestinian terrorist sort of way Um, That's their business, I guess But we see it differently, you and I We see, it, it proves our point That America's got it going And America's got it right And that people like the American way Yeah, that's right Truth, justice, and the American way To copy the motto from Superman, right? It's exactly what they want They are looking for truth, justice, and the American way No surprise So when we say Let's export our whole system to it. Don't you dare be offended. okay? Because it is good. And perhaps it's the manifest destiny that I think uh, President Monroe had uh, declared once upon a time. Yeah, you know what? Maybe, maybe it's a good thing that America project its, its governmental ideas ideals uh, onto the rest of the world. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe not forcibly, but to encourage it, you betcha. You yeah. betcha. And, and a long time ago, and I, and I wish they would do it again, they had something called the, millennial, the the Millennium Project, I think it was called. And the concept was that we would give you, country X, a certain amount of money if you can then develop, prove to us that you've installed this kind of infrastructure in your, in your country. Ah, you have? Okay, here's your money. Now, <clears throat> if you develop the second stage, we'll give you more money. Let's say, uh, you know, a court system that's reliable, that's not corrupt. Okay, here you go. And keep on developing to the point that they are like us because we know it works. Nothing is perfect, but humans are not perfect. That's the only reason why the system isn't perfect is because humans themselves are not perfect. That's it. And so let's, let's strongly encourage that. And what Trump has done, by the way, was, it was brilliant, to pull away money from Honduras— Uh, Guatemala and El Salvador And Mexico Mexico. Uh, Countries to which we give Hundreds of millions of dollars If not billions of dollars every year Say, you know what, enough You you treat us like crap And you expect us to give you money? I don't think so You know, money talks And as it turns out, uh, BS walks So the caravan is coming And it proves so many things to us All right. Now, uh, back to the midterms And uh, what we can, you know, I, I, what we can learn from President. I, I told you we would ultimately be discussing what former presidents <laughs> and hopefully future presidents can learn from this president. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: How about everything?
0: All right. So re- remember that when Trump first came on the scene, here comes this renegade nut job, right? Uh, you were concerned about him. I was also concerned about him, but you were so concerned about him you didn't even vote for him. Uh, I, I voted for him because I, uh, you know, as long as he he's not Hillary, I'm voting for him.
1: Okay? Right. And my concern, again, to reiterate, was I was worried that he wasn't going to do what he said he was going to do. I, I as long as he does what he says, and he's doing it, happy me.
0: I understand. Yeah. But that, my my point is, everyone saw him as this renegade. He's going to be some sort of footnote in history. Uh, you know, let's go, let's see what this experiment does, fine, okay, hopefully it won't cause too much damage to the country, Uh, you wanted him to do what he promised he would do, Uh, you didn't have that much faith in that, but um, nor did I necessarily, but I'm just going to vote for him anyway, and let's see what happens, and then we'll go back to the old days where we we have, uh, you know, presidents like Bush on the one hand, and and, uh, you know, Bill Clinton on the other and, God forbid, another Obama. But hopefully we'll have another Reagan. And that, that was the kind of the talk that we were having, yeah. right? Suddenly, this Trump guy becomes an election. election and, we, and we say, okay, well, here's the blip in history that's going to happen. And we're going to go back to all those things I just mentioned. Turns out, not so fast. Turns out he's actually changed the whole dynamic of what the president is. He's so brilliant. And he's so effective, so effective. I mean, I I, I don't give a crap about his tweets and all this stuff. That's garbage. That's, That's what the Democrats talking points. That's because that's the only talking point that they have, Ari. But he's so effective. He's so friggin' Effective.
1: Yeah, but he's effective because of the tweets. I like the tweets. Yeah, okay? I, you're right. I I'm think good
0: if, with those. I think the tweets are part and parcel of his mission, but that's another story. That, that's not why he's effective. At the end of the day, that's just a tactic. Yeah, he's
1: effective because he's effective.
0: That's right. It's one of his many tactics. Yeah. The other tactic is one we just discussed: is how he pulls away money from naughty countries. Yeah. Right. Instead of continuing on with their badness, um, and, and he also is very tough on countries that are that are bad, like Iran and North Korea. Things get done under President Trump, and here's the thing: past presidents, like Bush, not Obama, of course, but um, even even Carter to some extent, they look at him and say, "Why didn't I do that? I could have done that. Yep. That would have worked. I
1: could have had a VA. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: And future, because that's, you know, past presidents, you know, they're they're no longer relevant, of course, um, but future presidents." They'll look back and say, "What would Trump have done?"
1: Yeah, I mean, you look like and just look at the the future landscape. Let's just assume it's a President uh, Pence, President Mike Lee, President Cruz. Uh, you know, the right. the Republican next level, and then onto the future. People like Charlie Kirk or you know whatever. All of them are gonna do with the kind of effectiveness and direct action that Trump is doing. More than that, though, he's done something that I think you sort of touched on, but I'll, I'll say it even more clearly. He It used to be with people like Bush and Clinton, you had, as Mike Walsh, brilliant writer, calls it the bipartisan fusion party, where they might have a D, they might have an R, but they basically just do the same crap, right? What Trump has done, because he's so effective, is he's made the Democrat Party into truly, and they now say this, they proclaim this, and they act on truly a communist, wrongest, leftist party. Right. They, he's forced them into that through his multiple chess forks and because they chose to do it they chose not to reform and just go with them and say you know what, we have actually quite a moderate here in many ways let's just go with it. it could be cool right right yeah instead because of what obama did and then their reactions to trump he's brought them out and re- got gotten them to reveal exactly what they are right and at the same time he's taught republicans you will win if you fight, you idiots. Right. And so go, your point is going forward, the big change is that you now have this true polarity of of clear identities. No longer does it, do we just swing from D to R to D to R cyclically, you know, and there's right. like a little change in the middle. No, now you have a clear right. Choice here and a clear
0: right. wrong choice he's, there. He's brought the distinctions into it's true relief. Yes, and and I don't mind it when people talk about oh the polarity of the parties. No, 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 it's what Ari just said. That's a good which, thing. Which is, it's a, no. He's brought clarity, not yes. polarity, but clarity. Ooh, we got to remember that. Okay, it's it's polarity. Uh, it's clarity, not polarity. That's Writing what it down is. Here. And it, it may look to you like polarity, but he's just made it very clear. He's separated. He's revealed to you what the what the leftists truly are and what the conservatives truly are. And Trump has sent a very clear signal, a roadmap, a recipe book, if you want, a cookbook, in terms of how to get things done. They'll look back and say, what would Trump have done? <laughs> I know he was he sure was crazy, but you know what? What would he have done? You think so? Okay, let's do that. Yeah, that's exactly what they're going to do. Right. And and when they have when they have a rogue regime, whether it's Iran or North Korea or something else, some some of the country, they'll say, you know what, Trump would have just you know said, you know, yeah, I'm going to kick your ass. W W
1: D T <laughs> Junior. I know, I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> but he Quite would
0: say, smart. I'm going I'm going to kick your ass, and I'm going to pull all your money away. And you know what? It seems to always work. Let's do that too, okay And we won't have to say Well, uh, we won't have to summon our You know, do, you know uh, summon our inner Donald Trump, right You know, let the pundits say that if they want to But I'm, uh, I'm John Smith, the president And I'm doing what's right, right and he can look as clear and polished as, let's say, Mike Pence, but he'll do the same same freaking thing as Donald Trump Jr. would have done.
1: I don't mind calling it crap in the good way. Yeah, exactly way. right. Is there's bad crap and yes. good
0: crap. That's good crap. Right. And they'll say, you know, look, uh, you know, it's a damned torpedo sort of approach that clearly is working because you can't, you cannot argue with success. It's like telling, uh, it's like saying uh, that uh, that Steve Jobs approach. To you know, uh, devices, devices yeah. and such—that's all wrong, you know. Like, but, but uh, sir, it's—he's uh, wildly effective, don't it's you think? The we should do something.
1: Most valuable company in the, the world, world? It's aren't like, they doing thing right or two? But he's okay.
0: too—he's too much of a showman. He's too—he's uh, too crazy. He's too irascible. Uh, sir, um, he's the most effective uh, businessman in history has ever known. Would you? What, what do you think? We just copy him, sir, and we don't have to say that you're channeling your inner Steve Jobs. Oh uh, Okay, good. Yes, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's do it. Yeah. Okay, so that's, this is my point, is that Republicans and some smart Democrats, but mostly Republicans, from now on, they'll say, you know, look, that blip that we thought Trump would be is actually a pretty good roadmap.
1: Yeah, can I make one quick point, though, because you know how you just said, sort of as a side some Democrats, Democrats will never be able to do it. You know why? Because this kind of action does not work. Without moral virtue. Well, that's true. So, if that's you're true. a party that has gone the way of non-moral virtue, it will never work.
0: I know, I know. I, I, I'm simply, yeah. I'm saying that they're going to try it. They're going to, they're going to talk tough like Donald Trump to get, let's say, their new version of Obamacare or something like that, or some sort of crazy liberal policy. And they'll say this is the right thing to do, whatever it is, and they ram it through. And they, you know, and and they'll use tough talk like Donald Trump does, but it won't pass. Precisely because of what you just said. Yeah, and in fact they don't have they wait, hold on. I'm not done. They don't have the virtue right. that we're talking about. And they don't have the, the, the time worn principles that we know that work. So Donald Trump, when he talks about basic things, like for example, he had a fantastic speech in, in Houston recently. He's he spoke about how um, we are a country that fears God, not our our government. We we don't elevate the government in the same way that the Democrats do. This is why it wins. Uh, we believe in our country, think our country is, is uh, superior to every other country, exceptional, if you will, right? And, and he's right. That resonates to people. It'll never resonate otherwise. Never. You know, obviously, except for a few wackos, the Michael Moore types, but sure. But we're talking about the nation as a whole. That's why it works. So getting back to it, um, the point is, you will see going forward from now on that Republican hopefuls will always be channeling their Donald Trump, their inner Donald Trump, whether they call it out as such or not. And I love that because it's effective and we're getting our conservative message and principles in operation. Thank God. And thank you, Donald J. Trump Jr. I'm Barack Lurie. Thanks for listening and we'll talk with you next week.